Welcome to A Crash Investigation, the podcast, the show where we dissect some of the most memorable and forgotten air crashes in aviation history. In this episode, we'll be talking about the aftermath, investigations, and the recommendations that came from the tragedy that is known as 9-11. This is the final episode of the four-part series. If you haven't caught up already, I suggest you do so. But without wasting any more of your time, let us get into it. Okay, so we're going to start talking about the aftermath of each flight and then some of the the possible targets and then the recommendations and so on and so forth. Okay, so we're going to start with American Airlines Flight 11. So when Flight 11 crashed into the North Tower of the World Trade Center, the building itself burnt for an hour and 42 minutes and then finally at 28 minutes past 10 a.m. it finally collapsed. Now, the flight data and the cockpit voice recorders were never found, and after 9-11, American Airlines changed their flight numbers for flights that were on the same route and takeoff time as American Airlines Flight 11 to American Airlines Flight 25. Now, also, a Boeing 737-800 would be changed to a Boeing 767, as in that is what they'll be using. Now, the American flag is now flown on the jet bridge of gate B-35, which is the gate that Flight 11 left from Logan International Airport. Now, on April 26, 2013, a piece of the wing flap from a Boeing 767 was discovered between two buildings which are close to the World Trade Center. Now, the names of the victims of this flight were inscribed into the National September 11 Memorial, and this excludes all of the hijackers. Now, now we're done with American Airlines Flight 11, we can go to United Airlines Flight 175. Okay, so the South Tower was burning for 56 minutes before collapsing at 1 minute to 10 a.m. Now, some of the debris was found on top of a building close to the South Tower and bones from some of the passengers such as Peter Hansen, Lisa Frost, and Alona Abraham were found. Now, the remains of the other passengers were never found. After the hijacking of United 175, the number for all of the future flights which were on the same route changed from 175 to 1525. Now also, flights that were going the Boston-LA route were now being called United Airlines Flight 1820. Now, once upon a time, the number 175 was reinstated and as a result, there was backlash from the public and, you know, to defend themselves, the spokesperson, the spokespeople rather of the United Airlines company said that the number was, and I quote, inadvertently reinstated, end quote, and they quickly deactivated the number. Names of the victims, and this excludes the hijackers, were inscribed into the National September 11 Memorial and Museum. The federal government of the United States also provided financial aid to the victims' families with a minimum of the amount being $500,000. That is a lot. But anywho, let's move on to American Airlines Flight 77. And after the plane crashed, the fire intensified and started spreading to five floors within the Pentagon. At 20 minutes to 4 a.m. on September 14th, the flight data and cockpit voice recorders or black boxes were found by paramedics. Now, the cockpit voice was damaged on the outside, where else the flight data recorder was damaged throughout. And as a result, the cockpit voice recorder was sent to the NTSB lab for reconstruction. 
the names of the victims were inscribed on the south side of the National September 11 Memorial and the Pentagon Memorial, which is located southeast of the Pentagon building. Finally, we're going to end with United Airlines Flight 93, and 1,500 pieces of human remains were found at the crash site. The investigators also found a knife which was hidden in a cigarette lighter. The cockpit voice recorders were found, and you know what, it was actually listened to by the victims' families, but the recording is not available to the public. The number three, the number 93 rather, was discontinued by United Airlines, however, just like United 175, it was reinstated by mistake, but it was quickly deactivated. Now, the possible target, if you remember, Flight 93 just crashed in like a ditch. And basically, the possible target for this flight, I don't think it's confirmed like that, but it was actually supposed to be the U.S. Capitol or the White House. Now, it did not hit that. It actually just crashed into like a field between Pennsylvania and another state. The names of the victims are inscribed in the National September 11 Memorial and the Crescent of Embrace, which is another memorial site. Now, the 9-11 Commission. It was set up to find the cause of the hijacking, and the commission members were Thomas H. Keane, who was the chair, Lee H. Hamilton, vice chair, Richard Ben Venister, Bob Carey, Fred F. Fielding, John F. Lehman, Jamie S. Gorelick, Tom Timothy Rather, J. Roma, Slade Gorton, and James R. Thompson. They had a lot of staff members, probably like a thousand staff members just working on trying to find what happened and like why this actually happened. Now I'm going to read you the preface of this whole document. This document has like 585 pages and this includes the preface and the names of the staff members, so on and so forth. So I'm going to read you the first three paragraphs and yes. We present the narrative of this report and the recommendations that flow from it to the President of the United States, the United States Congress, and the American people for their consideration. Ten commissioners, five Republicans, five Democrats, chosen by elected leaders from our nation's capital at a time of great partisan division, have come together to present this report without dissent. We have come together with a unity of purpose because our nation demands it. September 11, 2001 was a day of unprecedented shock and suffering in the history of the United States. The nation was unprepared. How did this happen and how can we avoid such tragedy again? To answer these questions, the Congress and the President created the National Commission on Terrorist Attacks upon the United States, Public Law 107-306, November 27, 2002. Now, in this document, they listed so many problems, but I'm just going to name four, which are number one, a lack of protocol for rooftop rescues. Number two, lack of comprehensive evacuation of the South Tower immediately after the North Tower crash. Number three, the preparedness of civilians as in they were not prepared whatsoever. And number four, the lack of coordination amongst the first responder agencies, and this includes the private sector and the public sector. Okay, so now that we're done with the problems, let me just read you some of the recommendations that were set up, not even by the NTSB, but also the 9-11 Commission and the FBI, so on and so forth. 
Okay, so number one, a specialized and integrated national security workforce should be established at the FBI, consisting of agents, analysts, linguistics, and surveillance specialists who are uh, who are recruited, trained, rewarded, and re retained to ensure the development of an institutional culture imbued with a uh, with a deep expertise in intelligence and national security. Number two. The Department of Defense and its Oversight Committee should regularly assess the adequacy of Northern Command's strategies and planning to defend the United States against military threats to the homeland. Number three, the Department of Homeland Security and its Oversight Committee should regularly assess the types of threats the country faces to determine a the adequacy of the government's plans and the progress against those plans to protect America's critical infrastructure, and b, the, the readiness of the government to respond to the threats that the United States might face. Number four, Congressional Oversight for Intelligence and Counterterrorism is now dysfunctional. Congress should address this problem. We have considered various alternatives a joint committee on the old model of the joint committee on atomic energy is one a single committee in each house of congress combining authorizing and appropriating authorities is another number five congress should create a single principle of principal point rather of oversight and review for homeland security the congressional leaders are best able to judge what committee should have jurisdiction over this department and its duties but we believe that congress does not have the obligation to choose one in the house and one in the senate and this and that this committee should be a permanent standing committee with a non-partition staff number six since a catastrophic attack could occur with little to no notice we should minimize as much as possible the disruption of national security policy making during the change of administrations by accelerating the process for national security appointments we think the process should could be improved significantly so transitions can work more effectively and allow new officials to assume their new responsibilities as quickly as possible Number seven, the president should lead the government-wide effort to bring the major national security institutions into the information revolution. He should coordinate the resolution of the legal policy and technical issues across agencies to create, and I quote, a trusted information network. Number seven or eight, I'm not really sure, but Information procedures should provide incentives for sharing to restore a better balance between security and shared knowledge. Finally, to combat the secrecy and complexity we have described, the overall amounts of money being appropriated for national intelligence and to its component agencies should no longer be kept secret. The Congress should pass a separate Appropriations Act for Intelligence, defending the broad allocation of how these tens of billions of dollars have been assigned amongst the varieties of intelligent work. That is the end of this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for being patient with me. I will see you in a week or two. But yes, thank you so much for listening. Just subscribe if you can, wherever you're listening. And thank you so much. Cheers.